1: Welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. Some of you may know that in a prior life, I worked in the higher education sector here in Australia and I held the role as Director of Undergraduate Studies at the University of Sydney uh, in their business school. A key market for us was international students and I got some very first-hand experience in seeing the depth and breadth of that market. Many people may know that international students and education is Australia's third largest export behind iron and coal and is a tremendous stimulant for the, uh, for the economy. But international education isn't strictly captured in the university sector, but it actually runs through a concept of what we might call international schools. And my guest today is here to talk to us about the um, edtech uh, education technology companies. And particularly, we're going to focus on the opportunities that may exist in China and Hong Kong and, and elsewhere for Australian edtech. So the name of the company that we're looking at today is Scroll, who's ticker code SCL, Sierra Charlie Lima. And I'm welcoming my guest today, and that is Rob Graham as the Managing Director of Scroll. Welcome. Thank you,
0: Nigel. It's very nice to be here.
1: Excellent. So Rob, I understand that you are an educator and you come from a family of educators. Your father was even a professor, is that right?
0: Correct. My dad was a, a teacher and a principal, and then he became a university professor and then started his own business, a training business in vocational education. So, yes, I, I uh, from an early age, I decided I wanted to be a teacher and mm-hmm. became a teacher myself and also a principal.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, principal uh, in an international school, is that right? Correct. I, I spent um, 20 years
0: overseas in international schools as, as as a teacher, and then I was promoted into uh, principal roles, and I, and, I, and I was a principal in three three different countries, well, three three cities in, around the world. And where were they? So my first principal's job was in, a, in a, a place called Stavanger in Norway, uh, the international school of Stavanger, and I moved to the international school of Brussels and then on to Chinese international school in Hong Kong, which is where I finished my career before I came back to Australia.
1: Mm, okay. And, uh, Rob, can you help us just understand what is an international school? Is it, is it just high school? Is it primary and high
0: Yes, an international school, a lot of people feel that when they hear the, the word international school, it's, a, it's like an English language school, the, the sort of thing that kids go and learn English. It's not that at all. It's, it's, a, it's a high-performing uh, school, as high-performing as all the top private schools in Australia. So if you imagine lifting up a great private school in Australia and putting it into Taiwan or into Beijing in and, and China, um, and then staffing it with um, expatriate teachers and then bringing along kids who are really motivated to learn, who, who learn in English... That's
1: what an international school is. Mm-hmm. So, how many international schools are there globally?
0: There are currently there are eleven thousand international schools. There's a fee income of um, over fifty billion dollars. Five million students attend them, and five hundred thousand teachers. It's a, it's a massive industry and growing. The the number of international schools is doubling every ten years.
1: Mm. Look, certainly the, this this idea of the growth in this market is 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 really fascinating. Uh, I mean, I've certainly had first-hand experience seeing the growth in the higher education sector, but certainly that higher education sector is fed by um, schools, including international schools. So where there's growth in these international schools, it's obviously creating, you know, pushing more enrolments into the university sector. So talk to me about some of the drivers that you're seeing for growth in the international schools.
0: When I was working in international schools, it was it was really uh, a place where you'd send um, kids of who are expats, uh, so multinationals would with um, um, executives would send they, with children there. You would have um, children of diplomats, and in some cases, um, when I was in Norway, it was NATO, because children of the military. But that's actually changed, and, and significantly, there's been this, this rising middle class, in particular in, in Asia and the Middle East, who are willing to spend money on their children's education and they want an English language education. And they don't want to send their kids to boarding school. And so that's driving this massive growth of international schools because you've got this wealthy middle class who, who are willing to spend money on their children's education. And that demand's not going away, in particular in China, where you've got a you've got a rising, growing middle class who are, who are affluent and want, they want the best for their children.
1: Mm. Okay. So... What, what, what we're seeing is, uh, you said 11,000 international schools globally? Yes, correct. And that's growing to what?
0: By the end of the, the, the next decade, we would have over 20,000 international schools. And more, more critically, the projections for the need for teachers is that um, we'll be looking for 260,000 teachers for international schools, which is the number of teachers in Australia right now. So we'd have to lift the entire teaching population of Australia and put them into international schools. Which is just not possible.
1: Well, that sounds like a very interesting opportunity for Scroll because we are going, we'll start to unpack um, Scroll's business model. But fundamentally, you are um, the leading recruiter for uh, for teachers in international schools globally. Is that right?
0: Yes. Uh, so we have a we have a model which is a which, which is a recruiting platform. So. We don't consider ourselves a recruiting a company. We, we consider ourselves a, a platform, a recruiting platform, where where we provide the facilities for teachers and for schools to interact. And so, yeah, we are one. We are the leading platform for that. Uh, we have currently a hundred thousand teachers on our platform, uh, and we know that we have uh, just under four hundred schools using using our using our system um, internationally, and that number's growing. So we so it's fantastic opportunities for us to grow with uh, schools needing more teachers but we also see more opportunities in the future in terms of well how do we how do we get these teachers how do we train these? how do we train the the growing um, workforce who need to become teachers
1: Mm -hmm. yeah okay so let's uh let's just go back to this 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 market size because i think this is you know a, a very fascinating opportunity um here um, and that is this explosive growth that we're seeing in the demand for international schools. It's been met with continued investment in building international schools. Um, but obviously, to build that out, they need the human capital, and that is the, the trained teachers. So, Rob, in international schools, what are they looking for in terms of a, in terms of a teacher? In, in the
0: past and, and ongoing, you're, you're looking for a, a, a teacher who's, a, who's obviously a specialist teacher. You could be primary school or secondary school and a subject uh, specialist, but who is, a, who is from a country where English is your first language. So we're only looking at a few countries uh, where you can do that. It's America, the, the US, it's Canada, it's the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, and maybe South Africa. So that's where the pool of teachers has, been, has traditionally come from. Mm-hmm. But we just don't have the supply um, of teachers who can feed that that growing need, and so things are going to have to change because you you won't be able to get um, English English as a first language teachers to to provide teaching to these schools.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's not just uh, English as a first language, but obviously it's a. Um, you know, it's demonstrated experience in their specialty area. So it might be, what, music or art or primary school or high school. How does Correct. That- yeah. yeah,
0: look, I mean, it, it has been that um, no international school in the past would accept someone with less than two years' experience. And if you're teaching you're teaching year 11 and year 12 and you're doing the international baccalaureate or if you're doing the A-levels or whatever program you choose to have, you actually need to have really talented and gifted teachers who are able to bring, to bring the best out of the students at that level. And that's hard. Those are really hard in, in positions to fill and it really, really special for teachers.
1: Yeah. When you're successful in placing a student through your platform, are you paid on a per transaction fee or a percentage of their revenue or what does that look like?
0: Yes, we, we um, didn't want to do any of that. Um, I had experience with a company where we paid uh, with charged placement fees. I didn't find that particularly rewarding. And so what we wanted to do was to have a, a subscription model. So we only charge a subscription. It's an annual subscription to a school based on the size of the school. They can hire as many as they like. So it's Mm -hmm. very attractive for them. And we also charge an annual subscription for candidates as well. So that gives them the opportunity to find all the jobs in our system that that they want Mm -hmm. and apply for them. So it's all an annual recurring revenue in terms of subscriptions. Mm -hmm. So our our aim is to make everybody happy so they stay onto the system.
1: Yeah, okay. And you've got around about 400 subscribing schools at this stage? Yeah, just under Mm-hmm. Not yep. quite at 400 yet, so mm-hmm. um, but yes, but we are just under. All right, and you're on track to do around six million dollars in revenue. Yes. Okay. Um, and so the plan is to bring more and more schools on board. Obviously.
0: So uh, we've, you know, obviously we want to we want to be the dominant provider of um, recruitment services into international schools. Mm-hmm. So we want to you know our, having three our three to 400 schools is is the start. Having a thousand schools is our is our um, Short to midterm goal, mm-hmm. and then having, and then and then growing to two to three thousand schools is is conceivable. You know, having we would like to have thirty percent of the market using our mm. using our products.
1: Yeah, wow, and and so, Rob, as a former principal in an international school, what what are some of the biggest challenges that your customers, um, so your principals, uh, are facing? The. The, the
0: thing that every, every principal wants to do is they want their children, their students, to have the best outcomes. They want them to, to leave school that, that, knowing that they've, they've, they've been able to, to reach their full potential. And the only way you can do that is you have to find the best teachers. Mm. So it, it's, the, it's the overriding aim of every principal is to find the best teachers, and it's difficult. Um, if you're living in Bangladesh... You're dealing with the with day to day issues of, of living in Bangladesh, and so a, attracting the best teachers to your school is challenging, no matter where you are. I mean, Hong Kong right now it would be challenging for people to, to attract people to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But um, so what you want to do is you 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 have to try to provide the best way to for, te- for schools to be able to find that best teacher. And so when we developed the the platform, our initial our, our platform, which is now called Advantage. What we wanted to do was to say, well, we know that people want to apply, but, but schools really need to quickly drill down and find the best teacher. So how can we do that? And so we had the idea of, of doing a TripAdvisor approach to to looking at, at teachers. And so we have a, a number of, of features, an algorithm that, to, that we call Smart Match that looks at the job, the job that has been posted in the in the job description and then and it searches through our candidate database and presents the best candidates for that job. And so, and and the it's very easy to read the information about the candidate. There's a there's a small blade that has has critical information, and then the te- the school can very very quickly sort and filter through. So that is so providing the best tools for principals to find the best teachers is the way that we can help them.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Rob, you've been uh, MD at Scroll for six years and one of the founders of of Scroll. Yes. Um. And. Um, the exciting uh, news that I've just read is that you were cash flow positive last quarter, um, and you've got around about two point four million dollars in the bank, according to your last four C. Yes, well, one of the
0: I just one of the things I should talk about first of all is the partnership with International School Services, mm-hmm. because we have a we have a revenue sharing deal with them. So so while we have. Um, Top line revenue coming through to the to scroll, some of that goes off to ISS as a as a cost of, of service. So that's something to be to be aware of as well is that um, we have a 50-50 sh- uh, revenue sharing deal with them, um, with also some transitional arrangements about to protect the number of schools that we both have when we to the alliance. But that's that's okay because we're actually actually our our revenue and our and our revenue per school has remained about the same from before our alliance to where we are now, because we've been able to increase the number of, of paid candidates. And um, so that, that has, has been significant for us as well.
1: Yeah. I've also noticed there's been some change on the share register as well. Um, you've got certainly one um, small cap fund manager coming in as a substantial shareholder. So um, who are some of the notable uh, shareholders on the register? Well, yeah. Well,
0: first of all, it's been a pretty exciting time for us so for the last, over the last 12 months, and in particular, in the last quarter, uh, we had uh, really good sales growth and, and revenue growth for for us, and being cash flow positive was a was a very very pleasing result. And so, our, our shareholder base has also changed a lot in the last six months as well. We've um, we've been able to attract some some really good micro cap funds who are very supportive, uh, who, who who engage with us on a regular basis to see how we're doing, and and uh, come on, come on board with us so, so the one who is a s- substantial shareholder owns 12% uh, mm. that's capital H um, management and so they are, they are uh, a company that looks at uh, at micro caps and opportunities in, in the tech sector and then they liked our story and they, and they believe in that in us and have been have been buying along the way as well. so supporting us in the cash raise earlier this year and uh, and also have been buying on market so great supporters. And we also have two other funds as micro cap funds who've come on board as well yeah. so it's been really it's been really pleasing to have to get the attention of funds because as a small company it's it's hard to get those, that sort of attention
1: yeah and when we're talking about small company just to put it into context you've got a market cap of around about seven and a half million dollars yes um, and revenue of about six million and 2.4 in the bank yes yeah okay yes great Look, I think it's uh, it's a it's a very very interesting market, and I think this um, this this massive expansion that we're seeing in the international schools and the investment that's been made in them is really seeing the size of this market doubling um, in the foreseeable future. Um, that is obviously going to present a lot of opportunity for uh, for Scroll. And uh, my understanding is that you've got two types of uh, recruitment. Um, services one is the long-term recruitment the other one's the short-term recruitment can you just explain how that works yes
0: so um, again when we we sat down as a group and said so what are the problems that we're facing we faced as principals and and um, we'd, we'd already dealt with the long-term recruitment and we said what was the worst job you've ever had as principal and we, we all laughed and said the worst job we've ever had was trying to find relief teachers in the morning so at six o'clock in the morning you get a phone call and then you spend the next three hours trying to find someone to fill that class so that was, a, And so what we wanted to do was come up with a system and a, a way to deal with that, that you didn't have to make phone calls. And so we came up with a product called Cover. It's an app. And basically when a teacher's away, they, they click a button saying, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. It goes out, it notifies um, the pool of teachers the teacher has selected. And the first person to click on accept job is the one who comes in that day. And what that's done is it's, it's made a three-hour tedious job um, be done in less than 10 minutes. And schools absolutely love it. Um mm. yeah, so so it's, it's it's transformed a really routine job into into minutes, and we have we have thirty percent of the market in Perth uh, in the primary schools in Perth using that product.
1: Oh wow! So you really are solving problems that uh, that these uh, principals are facing in international schools. Yes,
0: and domestic schools too. Because we see the market is more than just international schools.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, on the China uh, front so I, I you know I'm, I'm particularly interested to talk to you about some of your experience in China and and, and and specifically in Hong Kong as well. So what are some of the emerging trends that we're seeing in, um, in education um, in China and Hong Kong and what are some of the opportunities that you see for scroll? In um,
0: in Hong Kong, when I was when I was uh, working there, there was a there was a massive um, demand for international schools, and there was a huge waiting list for every school. And they've addressed the, Hong Kong has been has been addressing that because um, and by adding um, more more schools and giving up more land for international schools to start. So there's been a, that that's been addressed over the last ten years. But obviously in Hong Kong now you've got a uh, you've got a bit of an issue with the riots and and they're, they're causing some a lack of confidence. And I think that. What we'll see is that Hong Kong may not grow as quickly in terms of in terms of international schools or recruiting, but what you'll see is that China will grow a lot more. Um, I know that there's a lot of expats or expat Chinese um, who are living in Hong Kong, who are moving back to Shenzhen, and um, all the schools in Shenzhen international schools have been told they need to be ready to accept a, a wave of students coming in January um, mm-hmm. because there's th- that that is going to happen, and so. So what we will see is an increasing demand for teachers you know, to, to meet the, the, the need to supply a good education to those kids. Mm-hmm. So Shenzhen um, by itself is you know, a city of 18 million people with it, where we have more international schools there um, using our services than we do in Hong Kong. And then China's just going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't necessarily be international schools, it might be, uh, bilingual schools where they do the Chinese national curriculum, but they also do a, a, a program in English beside it. Um, and, and that market is, is, is staggering in terms of the growth and they still will need teachers, international school teachers there. Mm. So we, we see that market has being the area that we want to be positioned into, to grow into, to so provide recruitment services and, and more importantly, provide teacher training services because everybody who's an international school needs to understand, Western style teaching. And um, Chinese teachers don't know that. And they're not trained in that way. And so the, the opportunities are huge, just immense. You know, you've got, if you've got a, a school where there's 3,000 students, you have 500 teachers who yeah. need training. And if you multiply that out by every city or every second tier city in China, it, it's the, the job's massive.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, certainly China has a, a very well-established history of learning from others and then doing itself. And certainly in the university sector, I think um, university curriculum in China had suffered greatly and I think you know many of the issues around the way that teachers approach teaching in uh, Chinese universities um, was less effective. But China learned from Um, you know, from Europe and the US and maybe even Australia. Um, And today has probably two universities in probably the top 20 universities in the world. So it hasn't taken long for China to really build its own capability in the higher education sector. So you think that this march is on now in China um, to build in the primary and secondary schools?
0: Um, I think there's that's definitely a potential. I think the, the, there's a lack of um, capacity and, and understanding of how to do that. And so um, the, the the benefit of a company like ours is that we can deliver Australian qualifications, and though Australian qualifications are viewed really well around the world, um, and so that becomes a point of difference for us. So if you were, if you're able to issue child qualifications, say in early childhood um, education. Uh, to Chinese to Chinese teachers, it also becomes a pathway for the, for an immigration pathway for them to, into Australia as well. Having Australian qualifications, so you you end up offering a point of difference that Chinese universities can't can't copy. Uh, but also, we'd be looking at partnerships anyway because they they do want they do want your help and they do want your support. Um, but you're right, the, there is a danger that they take it over. But but you know the market's so big that I don't think it's a it's an immediate issue for us to worry about.
1: And the teachers that are in your teaching community, how are they looking at uh, potential opportunities in China and, and, and Hong Kong, um, you, know, view, you know, viewed through the lens of, you know, political stability and, and these sorts of issues that we're seeing in the Western media?
0: I think um, people would be, if I, if I was a teacher looking to go to Asia, I would probably choose to go to uh, China rather than Hong Kong at the moment or Singapore. I think mm-hmm. Singapore, because just because you just don't know what the, what the political environment is going to be like, um, so I think there's an opportunity for those for those major cities in China to to capitalise on that that growth. Uh, if, if the problem still is, you know, when you're a, a commodity in demand, which a teacher is, they get a lot more choice, and there's a lot of really really nice places that you can go to work. Thailand's a nice place to work. So what these second tier cities in China, which are Really massively, uh, massive and beautiful. Um, need to do is they'll have to offer better packages. So you will end up finding that that teachers will go there because they'll they'll get really good uh, professional development opportunities and, and good packages. So that'll 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 be good for everybody. Um, and so, but but China will, will still want to attract really great teachers, and they'll have to work out how to do that.
1: Well, I think uh, there's there's no doubt that Scroll is going to be part of uh, that that journey and um, and and really a platform for enabling uh, Chinese schools to tap into that deep pool of talent. You know, this ed tech sector is is no doubt a, a a very very fast growing sector, and we've heard today talking to Scroll about just the size of this of the market opportunity that sits there. They're looking to bring on another two hundred and sixty thousand teachers into the international school community globally, and to put that into perspective, that's the same number of teachers that are currently employed here in Australia. So there's a massive uplift um, in growth. Um, Scroll has just announced it's uh, uh, cash flow positive and, um, and has some very ambitious plans for, for growth in the short-term market, uh, in the long-term market, and also in the training market been my pleasure to speak with you rob graham thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us here at stockhead thank you Nigel. that's been it's been really nice talking to you as well great all right and thank you very much to our secret producer riley june